Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Happy Wednesday. It is time for our midweek message. Y'all bear with me. I just recorded the most fire 20-minute conversation on the second round of these convos of relationships and marriage, only for my phone and my device, the app that I use not to save it and not to store it. And I'm heated. But in the spirit of, uh, you know, hey, Practice makes perfect. We're going to do this again. So welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm reporting to you live here from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. Thank you to our new listeners. Y'all know the deal. Look, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And of course, for our returning members, our dream team, thank you so much for your continued support. Please keep sharing the good word of the Between the Dream podcast. Y'all, I'm trying not to be mad because it was so good, but we're going to jump back into this. So Monday, I talked about the importance of keeping up to date with your identity. And the reason why we do this is because as we stay in tune with our identity, it will help us in our marriages and our relationships with our spouses and our significant others to make sure that in heated moments or moments that could turn into something more dramatic, we are actually in a better space to, if for nothing else, practice self-control because we've been able to identify where we are in that moment of the battle, right? And so I want to just encourage you all with this thought today as we move forward in the conversation of How can we have effective communication that will help us, right? And here's my thought process. If you take what we talked about Monday from a space of identity and identifying and acknowledging those moments where we know we get hot, where we know we could say something that that we want to say and all of that. And if we could take that and then couple it with today's practice, what we're actually doing now is serving our partner in a different kind of way. We're serving them through two facets, through love and through effective communication. Let's dive into this, right? I want us to be so mindful of communicating openly, right? And here we go. When we communicate openly, I want us to speak truth, speak truth in love, listen, but listen in love and not listening to respond, but listening to hear, right? Respecting each other's feelings, even though you might disagree or you don't see it that way, that's okay. But still respecting what they're saying because what they feel, even if we get into a space where what they feel might not be accurate, it doesn't say that what they feel isn't valid, right? And this is going to be keen when we talk about effective communication and being effective in our our marriages and our relationships. There's this thought that if they express this and I combat it, I'm automatically disqualifying or invalidating or invalidating, excuse me, their feeling in the moment. Now, here's the thing. What they feel is valid. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's accurate. And we'll find that out later on as we go through communicating and getting to the bottom of it. Right. And it's the same way with us. Sometimes the stuff that we're feeling, while it might be a feeling that is valid in the moment, it doesn't necessarily mean that this feeling holds truth. This is why we communicate so we can get to the to the truth of it all. Um, And then displaying good and active communication. This can set up 
such a great and healthy foundation for our relationship, right? And the reason why I'm emphasizing the love piece is because a lot of times what we don't realize is that when we can start to approach this from a space of love, um, what we're doing is that we're not bringing harm, right? There's a passage, I want to say it's like Romans 13, where it talks about um, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is is the like full fulfillment of the law, right? The fulfillment of the Torah, as it, as it says in the scripture, right? And I thought that was dope because even if we took that from a standpoint of our relationships and our marriage, right? Which Romans 13 is actually what a lot of folks end up having read as the scripture passage when they get married, right? Love is faithful. Love is kind. Love is this. Love, 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 love. And it follows up at the end with that that concept right there, right? And so I think that it's important for us to make sure that in everything that we do with this within this communication, let's do it while leading in love, right? What we tend to have happen is that a lot of times, often in communication, we tend to see, um, we let our feelings, right? Uh, we, we let our thoughts, our emotions, we let them fester within our head. And what tends to happen over a period of time, unfortunately, is by the time that we actually let it out, we allow it to come out in frustration and anger and blow-ups and blow-outs, right? And when this happens, the communication lines, they're com- complete. I won't even say they're crossed anymore. I think that they're completely like destroyed and damaged, right? And usually there is no productivity that comes from what is said or done in those moments in time. And I just want us to make sure that we're practicing early communication, right? And being open about our feelings. And, and this is why. Because what happens when in these moments we're practicing this early communication, we find ourselves now, look, you might feel like, oh man, babe, like you tripping, like you over communicating. And it's like, hey, honey, check this out. I'm trying to practice this because for so long, I've practiced things out of my trauma response from how I saw things growing up as a child, from the dysfunction that I experienced there, or maybe the dysfunction that I experienced in a relationship or from a heartbreak or whatever the case might be. And I know it feels like I'm over communicating right now, but I'd rather over communicate just to try and give this a practice because Richard said it. And I feel like what Richard says kind of holds a little bit of weight. So just giving it a shot, babe, you know, and if that's the case, I want to encourage you all in these moments for the person who might be listening and and you're on the receiving end of the overcommunication. Hey, show some grace, but then also too, look, join the fray a little bit, right? You might not be the one that's used to communicating, but look, give it a loose look, just a little a little nudge, a little try here and there can go a long way, right? When we talk about being able to be active in this together, this is how we do it, right? And there's a thought that I have too when we talk about love that I want you all to consider um, within your relationship and within your marriage. A mentor of mine said this to me a long time ago. And it was a question that he posed as, you know, he was, I think, at the time going into year 25. So it's probably in like year 35 or so now. But he said this to me and it's stuck with me ever since. He said, Richard, would you ever talk to your boss the way that you would talk to your spouse? Would you ever yell at your boss the way that you yell at your spouse? Would you ever um, threaten your boss the way that you threaten your spouse? And of course, he said nine times out of 10, the answer for most people is going to be no. And then he says, well, why is it a no? It's a no because the concept, the thought process is, is that I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose this thing that's providing this life for me, this luxury. I don't want to lose this. And he says, why don't we take the same kind of approach with our marriage? with our relationship. I don't want to lose the person that I love the most. I don't want to lose this individual who 
has given me a great life, who has given me amazing children. I don't want to lose this person who I've traveled the world with, who I've gone through the good and the bad with, who I've had so many experiences with. Deep down inside, even with all of the trauma, the drama and the issues that we have experienced together and maybe even apart, I don't want to lose you. What happens if we started to hold our marriages and our relationships once again in the same value that we hold that job? The job that we don't want to lose, but that some of us, a lot of us hate, but we know it's a means to an end, right? Do you hate your marriage? Probably not. For many of you all, I'm pretty sure you could attest and say no. Do you hate your relationship? For many of you, no. You love the person that you're with. You, you, you see small things as you go day in and day out, and you, 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 you see little constant affirmations that say, I want to continue to grow in community and in love with this person. And if that's the case, we've got to start holding a different kind of value. And we can start to hold that value simply by how we communicate, how we are often in our communication with each other not allowing it to get to the moments of buildup where we've been this volcano waiting to erupt, but rather to say that we are more so this individual that when we feel something, we talk it out and we bring it in in a, a space of love. We bring it where I'm not pointing the finger. I'm just simply saying, hey, this is how I feel. And I could be wrong with this, right? It's always good to lead with that because in this, what it does is, it allows each individual not to feel attacked, right? We've got to understand that a lot of the battle is going to come from our communication. It's going to come from us unlearning, you know, maybe responses from old and, 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 and building new ones. And so because that's the case, I just really want to encourage you all to, to, to consider how have I been communicating with the person that I've been with? How have I been talking to them? whether in moments where they're heated and look i'm gonna just put myself out here or in moments where things are actually great but i joke a little too much and in my jokes they can be hurtful to my spouse even though to me it's nothing it's literally me just flying off like you know just saying something silly but not understanding how my something silly could be hurtful to the next person to the person that i'm with Let's take it deeper for some of y'all, right? I'm going I'm to put my brothers on blast here. Y'all might be individuals that comment on your spouse's weight. And you might say it in a joking manner. You might say it in a joking fashion. Maybe it's not their weight. Maybe it is their physical appearance, the makeup that they use, maybe something that they decided to wear, maybe something that they're doing body-wise, whatever the case might be, right? And to you, it might seem like nothing. To you, it might seem like motivation, but to them, it's not. And I think that this is a cause for us to take a step back to say, I'm not in your shoes. My body doesn't do what yours do, right? Coming from a man who has lost 170 pounds, I truly understand that I'm blessed from the standpoint that men actually do tend to lose weight a lot faster than women, even as we get older, right? One of the things that we've got to consider is that women's bodies are completely different. So when you talk about, you know, thyroid issues, when you talk about issues around, you know, you know, some of their essential organs and female parts, yo, like it can halt a lot of things when it comes to how much they're able to do, right? Not just from a physical standpoint of losing the weight and being in the action of it, right? 
I'm talking deeper, right? Do y'all know about cortisols and how women can actually definitely, you know, coming from like birthing children and, and, you know, giving birth to your big headed babies that you love so much, the apple of your eye, your prize possession, all of that. Like that comes with a price, fam. Right. And I'm only saying this because as I've been able to work with couples and, and do more with people, this has been a real thing that I've heard. You know, and, and we don't realize that, you know, energy levels change and a lot of different things change. Right. Yeah. Ours catches up later when our testosterone starts to get a little lower and stuff like that. But, man, like show some grace and patience and start to figure out how could I approach this differently to where it's encouraging. Right. But maybe not just encouraging through your words, communication. Here we go. Maybe it's also encouraging through your actions. Babe, can I can I can I do this with you? Can I take a moment in time to step into this space with you? Okay, great. You know what? My workout might might, might not be the thing for you, but let's do something that that would that would be of benefit to you, that would help you, that works with what is you you know in your comfortability and in your range, right? I feel like if we do this, it could actually start to change the complexity of what we see, and maybe it won't be so much complexity anymore. It's not going to be as complex. It will be a lot more simple. It will make more sense. And we could start to navigate spaces a lot more easier. And in this conversation of the weight and the joking about weight and all that stuff, that's just one piece, right? We can literally take this approach to every area of life, everything that we see, everything that we maybe have identified as an issue or something that sticks out to us, whatever the case might be. And I just want to encourage y'all, please, on both sides, let's be patient, right? Men, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm going to throw you a bone here, right? Because we need some grace, too, when it comes to the fact that for a lot of men, ladies, listen up. A lot of men are expecting. And yes, I get it. Traditionally, head of the house, you know, we're, we're looking out for everybody. We're taking care of our kids we're taking care of you. Sometimes we're taking care of others. You know, we're we're, we're pouring out. And, and men, we don't always I'm not going to just say we don't have the opportunity to open up. For some of us, communication, once again, we don't know how to open up. We don't know how to express the fact that we are dealing with stress. We don't know how to say that I'm sad, right? Or I'm I'm depressed or I'm feeling very anxious because I feel like the weight of the world is on me right now. And I have all of this stress that I'm dealing with right now. And I talked about this um, a lot of times in the past. And men, this, this goes into a deeper conversation. I do have a chapter in the 31 Days of Power specifically geared towards men and their emotions and their mental health. And we will dive into that, right? But if I took anything from there, I would take the quote that I gave you all in the last episode, which talked about how a lot of stress that we have, it is actually predicated from our response. And for us as men, a lot of times when we get into moments that seem stressful, right, we respond accordingly to that. And so for us as men, I think it's important for us to reframe and relearn our own responses a lot of times because that's half the battle. But in that same breath, Ladies, I need for you all to take a step back too, and, and understand that while you might think that your man is Superman, while you look at him as being so strong and so capable and able to do so much, remembering that he's still human and he's still trying to figure this out and he doesn't have all of the answers. Right. And if we can come to each other in a space of sensitivity. Yeah, I said it. Sensitivity. Right. If we can come to each other in these spaces where we can be open and honest and sensitive and do it early and often make early and often the practice consistency can help you so much and i understand that you might feel like well man 
I've, I've been doing this for a while. Guess what? You ain't been doing it long enough because the reality is, is that one month, that one week, that one season that you put it in is combating the last 30, 40, 50 years of, of you learning some unhealthy traits and practices when it comes to your communication. And so you've got a long way to go, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. That's my message for you all today. If this helped you all in any way, shape, or form, please do me a favor. Make sure you share it um, wherever you listen to it on Instagram. You can tag me, Richard.Taylor Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn, Richard L. Taylor Jr. Um, Twitter, at TrulyTaylorMade. Tag me, share it. And, of course, I'm going to shout you out. Then head over to my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. There you can get your copy of the 31 Days of Power, a simplified approach to everyday mental health. I love you all. Let's be effective in our communication. Let's be intentional in our communication with our spouses and our significant others this week. I love you all. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. And I will talk to you all on Friday. Peace.